have you missed me? It is Seska from Deconstructing Damsels, and I wanted to do a quick update. I know it's been literal months, about four and a half, and I am so sorry about that. I actually had a lot going on. Part of that, I'm going to talk about at the end of the episode, but part of it I wanted to apologize because I was in school. I did pass my B1 test for the immigrant refugee type test that they have here in Germany, and I did pass it, which... That was in February, but I didn't find out until the end of March, so I was kind of very worried. If you know how like nerve-wracking that is, if you know what it's like to have to, to do something in order to stay and to be comfortable in it, you will know that I was like freaking out for that month after I took it, just in case. By the like skin of my teeth, I, <laughs> I did it, and I'm very proud because part of that was I had COVID in February. I got Omicron. Yeah, that was a bitch. Uh... <laughs> It was not easy for me. It was very difficult. I had like a cold, but that wasn't the problem. The problem is I also had COVID brain. And if anyone knows what COVID brain is, you just, you can't concentrate. And of course it happened in February, the beginning. I had my test <laughs> at the end of February. So I was very much struggling, but I managed to pass the test. I talked a little bit about it on my Twitter and I explained some of the stuff, but it was a whole thing, right? I'm both vaxxed and boosted. I got boosted in December, thankfully, so I had that going on and I was safe there. But it was just very hard to concentrate. Like, I missed a lot of school because I had so much mucus in the back of my throat and I just, I couldn't stop. And so I was just like, I can't go to school if I can't be on the bus. So that was going on. But... I also did, wasn't reading a lot. Like, I probably read 13 books this year, and that includes mostly novellas. I think I read, like, maybe two long books um, other than, you know, novellas. So I haven't really been able to interact much with the podcast either. I just started reading in March again. Again, March. Usually I read, like, 75 books by mid-June. <laughs> That's not happening this year. And because of that, I didn't really have any content. I know that I have some in the reserves, but I was kind of holding off on doing those unless I had to because I feel bad. It's been like a year since I, over a year since I recorded them, and I don't want to like, yeah. I, I will put them out, though. I just, it's been very complicated. However, I did read a few really cool <laughs> romances, and my favorite one was probably <laughs> Runaway Cupid by... R.L. Naquin, I think is how you say the name. And it's about literally a Cupid who's on the run because she doesn't necessarily like the job. And she doesn't think she is qualified for it, nor does she have the interest in it. And it's just this very interesting combination of a little bit of a cozy mystery because there's something going on. You've got to find out what, what all that is. There's also like a hugely important romance that just kind of builds throughout and all this other stuff that happens along the way and <laughs> there's a couple scenes if you love 10th kingdom which hi hello one of my favorite movies ever but if you love 10th kingdom you will absolutely love like there's one scene i guess it's about like 10 percent in and when you read it you will know and for those who <laughs> like tessa dare yes it involves a goat <laughs> But basically, I haven't been reading a ton of romance. 
I also really enjoyed Gray Hair Don't Care by Karen Booth. That was popular in 2021. I had Kindle Unlimited at the time. I do not at the moment because I'm just not reading enough to support myself with multiple services. So I let that go and I kept Scribd for now and I kept Scribd because I have more audiobook selection in that. And that's kind of where my brain is right now. I can listen to audiobooks more. But I loved Gray Hair Don't Care in part because, <laughs> because the main character talks about having sparkle in her hair. And I have always called mine tinsel. If you look at my pictures, I'm 40 this year, but I have a ton of gray. And I've been going gray since I was 28. A lot of people color it. I choose not to because for me, it makes more sense to enjoy the fact that I'm alive. For me, for me personally, I'm not talking about anybody else. It means that I'm alive. And I really enjoyed that. And I enjoyed watching her growth and acceptance of things not turning out, but still being a good process. And I appreciate the fact it was set in, you know, older characters. And by older, I just mean that they, you know, they're middle age or in their 50s or, you know, they're in that age range where you're not doing a lot. And so I definitely am all about that. So I enjoyed that. Uh, the romance I was kind of iffy on. I'm, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm pretty hard on love interest on this podcast. And I had a little bit of a eh with that, but I really enjoyed the buildup and I enjoyed the way the main character had her <laughs> community and how it grew and the fact that, you know, there was a lot going on. And I'm kind of sad I don't have the second book, but I'm pretty sure I can find it somewhere in one of the libraries that I'm a part of. So hopefully I can grab that one on Libby soon. But it, it, there's just something very comforting in reading someone that's older. Because, again, I'm 40. Like, I'm not in the 20 age range. I'm not in, like, the late 20s. I'm not in the early 30s. I'm in a different part of my life. And so I really appreciate when authors put that effort in and they allow us to see that life doesn't end just because you're not 35 anymore. Which kind of tends to be the cutoff line from TV for most of the time. Not all TV, but... In general, that seems to be like across the line. If you're 35, you might as well be like, I don't know, Mama from Mama's family, right? You might as well be Thelma Harper. And so I just, I really appreciated that element. So those were the two that really made a mark on me. I also enjoyed The Moth in the Mirror by A.G. Howard. I also say A.H. Howard. I guess it's just because my name has an H in it. But A.G. Howard, it was this very interesting view of Alice in Wonderland and it's got a love triangle and stuff but I never read the book so or the other books in the series I just happened to get this one on script because it was a novella and again that's what I could read so I was reading that and I really like enjoyed the imagery and it just popped and if anyone knows me they know I'm I read things as if it's a cinema so I see it as a movie in my head when I'm reading often and so when you have a lot of bright, saturated colors and you have a lot of vivaciousness, it really appeals to me. That's just how I process things. I've done that my entire life. I can still imagine some scenes that I read from Danielle Steele when I was like 12 or 13, especially in the book Remembrance, and if anybody's ever read that one. But there are just certain things you see and you hear. And I can see this in the book even now, in part because of the cover. That was partly I picked it because of that, but also I just had no idea what it was. I'm trying to read a little bit more, not just romance, because sometimes my brain shuts down. 
and I need to redirect it somewhere else. I will say, so this isn't a romance, but it kind of is. If you've read The Seven Husbands of Hevelyn Hugo, then you'll know that it's set in the, you know, 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that like studio era. And if you really enjoyed that book, I'm going to recommend Lucille Ball's Love Lucy. I read the audiobook and loved it. It's done by Le- by Lucy Arnaz, you know, her daughter. And there's just this great centering of what things was like for people in the early 20th century up through like maybe 1962. There's a huge gap there that really says a lot. And I think if you enjoyed Evelyn Hugo, you will enjoy that because there's a very strong element of Oh, so it talks about like Ginger Rogers' mother being a mentor and, you know, Red Skeleton being just in awe, basically, of Lucille Ball's comedic timing. And you just, you learn a lot about her and you learn how it works. And I think it would really help actually work as a supplemental. So I'm going to recommend that. I know it's not a romance, but like I said, if you read Evelyn Hugo, then you know the basic lack of agency and autonomy that often happened if you were working for a studio and there's just just great scenes where you can actually see how the romances that we love so much the ones that you know we kind of hold to a higher level even when they're problematic is okay anyway when you do that you can see how they work and so I'm I just I think it really is a great view of things especially if you know things like louis b mayer and rko and all of that okay so those are my legit highlights that i've read that i think kind of relates to this podcast i talk a lot more about books on just checks out over on youtube because that's non-romance i'm trying to keep them separate because of the different audiences but there are some overlap occasionally so i wanted to bring that up You know, I also read Hunting Cat by Kelly Armstrong. It's one of the novellas from the, I call it the Otherworld YA series, (laughs) like The Darkest Powers and The Calling and those. And I read that and I, I, I had the same complaint I've had before. I don't really like it when publishers seem to insinuate you need to have a love triangle, you need to have a romance, because it was just so short it didn't need that. Anyway. I still loved it. I still gave it, I think, four stars. All these books, by the way, I gave like four or five stars. So these are high, high ratings for me. And I'm pretty harsh. So if I give something a four or five star, that's actually pretty high. I usually don't rate them that way here, but it's just easier to explain it that way. Okay, so (laughs) now for the news that I said was going to happen at the end. There's another reason I've been missing. This is going to go live. It should be on Friday. Good Friday in 2022, and that is because I am now 19 weeks pregnant. (laughs) I did all of this (laughs) while pregnant, and I had a very difficult, difficult first trimester. I had a lot of problems keeping food down. I was constantly sick on top of the COVID, on top of the stress, on top of everything else. I just, I didn't have a lot of energy, and I'm just now starting to get it back. I started making dinner about two weeks ago for the first time. I could actually go in the kitchen and cook. Y'all, honestly, like, I don't think you understand how good of a person Editor Sven really is. Editor Guest, love of my life, whatever you want to reference him to. But he does such a good job of making sure that I'm okay during that time. 
it hasn't been easy and this is my miracle baby i wasn't sure if i wanted to post it at easter but i realized that i can only hide it for so long and only the reason is is my anatomy scan is like <laughs> less than a week later so i was going to maybe wait because i don't know the sex or anything like that so i can't tell you but i wasn't sure because it's if you've ever had a loss, and if anyone remembers in 2020, if you weren't listening, I had a loss, and it devastated me, and I wasn't sure I could get pregnant again, and so this, this is very much a miracle, because it turns out I had really bad thyroid problems, and it was affecting a lot of elements in my life, including getting pregnant, and I don't think we talk about that enough, about how... Doctors can diagnose you with something because I've had I've been diagnosed with Hashimoto's for at least, golly, five years now, something like that. And it wasn't until last year that I finally got thyroid meds because someone listened to me when I said something is wrong. I was very tired. I couldn't move. I was It was really hard for me. And I'm also a type 1 diabetic. So when you add two of those elements not working together, it can really bring me down. And so I found out I was pregnant in early January. I didn't announce it until, unless I needed to because, like, at my school, I had to let them know I was going to be going to the doctors all the time. For the record, so far, as far as I know, baby and I are healthy. I go to my diabetic doctor every two weeks to check on my sugar intake and what we can change and what's going on there. I go to my, you know, OBGYN, Frauen Arts here. I go there, you know at least once a month and I can always call if there's something else and I can go in if there's an emergency or whatnot but I am taking care of myself that's the whole point and my house arts and my you know GP back home is really on top of the thyroid thing so I'm doing everything I can possibly do I'm just reaching that point where I can finally get a little bit more energy I hope this explains <laughs> some of the the lack of engagement or just disappearing off the planet for some reason I'm hoping in the next couple weeks or I guess not weeks I say weeks like four month in the next month I'm hoping to have a couple people on so I can bring back some more content I have one in particular I'm very excited about and I have another one I'm very excited about so I don't want to talk about who they are because I don't want to make anything you know too early announced it too early again it took me 19 weeks to tell you i was pregnant but i'm hoping this will work out i really enjoy the fact that i get to be pregnant i get to to talk about it and it's been very hard not to talk about it on social media um especially with like deconstructing damsel stuff because again i know i have been disappearing <laughs> like i just i can't do a lot and i couldn't read and i couldn't concentrate because i also had pregnancy fog i like, I would sit there and look at a book, and I could not read it. I have so many arcs due, because I just, I could not process what I was reading. And so, because of that, I was taking time off, and then it just kind of, like, spiraled and spiraled and spiraled, and then I couldn't read, and between COVID, pregnancy, and stress, like, February was just a gone month for me. <laughs> it was just not happening. And so, like I said, it was, like, maybe early April <laughs> that... We did it, and I could finally see baby more <laughs> on April 1st. I know I'm talking about baby a lot because baby is going to be a, a process with this podcast from now on. So, you know, it's going to be very – I'm going to do the best I can, and I 
I want to talk about what you guys would be okay with me putting outputting, like how often, what you think. I would like, I would love some feedback, right? Because I'm not really sure how to put that. And I'm thinking about maybe pausing my patron because I don't feel like people should have to pay if I'm being inconsistent or whatever, but I don't know. So please, like, contact me, especially on Twitter. Honestly, Twitter's your best bet. And it's Damsel's Podcast. It is your best bet for me because I'm – it's easier for me to concentrate on a very short conversation than it is for me to go longer, honestly, right now. I'm still going through it. Also – Whoa, it's spring and allergies are back. Sorry. I keep sneezing and having to pause and I lose my concentration. Again, see? So there's just been a lot going on. If you have any suggestions, please let me know. If you are in Germany, please let me know about stuff. Like, please let me know what's going on when it comes to, like, baby care or, like, baby care if you have a podcast. Because being here, it can be very difficult to connect with people in other parts of the world. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. If you guys have any questions, again, Damsel's Podcast, it's honestly your best bet. I know the website is down, and the site will stay down for a little while just because it was getting very expensive. And I just couldn't keep paying for that over and over and over again right now. Not only because of baby. It wasn't just because of baby. It was also because of other stuff. Um, in pregnancy, it was just getting to be, it was eating into a little bit of my savings for that because the hosting kept going up, but it will, it will be coming back in some form. I rarely am on Instagram right now, unless it's on just checks out. I just, I can't do two things at once right now. I'm hoping to come back to Instagram on the other one soon. I will say if you want to follow someone interesting on Instagram, I highly recommend Kelly from boobies and newbies she's very entertaining on her instagram follow her instead she's way more fun and i want to thank my patrons which is Dottie and (laughs) carrie because they've both been really good friends to me and they've also been really good patrons so i hope that you guys have a really good easter if you celebrate if not have a fantastic sunday because I know not everybody does. I just say Easter because this is Good Friday and they kind of go do-do-do. In Germany, we have Friday, Sunday, and Monday off. So I will have my husband home almost all weekend except for Saturday, which is fantastic. I really hope you guys have a fantastic day. Truly, I want you guys to have the best day ever because I am. Sometimes you just have to stop and appreciate what you can see and do and and have and please just value your day in the most small but significant way you can thanks guys bye